I wanted to um, speak about just for for a few minutes about um, about the last maybe the last uh, a few months ago we 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 brought out something called a covenant of belonging and we've been talking about family and about about belonging for quite a while and um we got some really good feedback and we actually rewrote that document which we which I'm going to show to you tonight I've got copies to hand to you tonight and we're we're calling it the blazing fire family connection I am very excited about this, but honestly, I truly believe this. God's much more excited than I am about this. I, I feel like we're, we're really getting his heart, Papa's heart, that we do this kingdom thing, committed to each other as a family, um, choosing to learn to love. How many of you found out it's not always easy to love all the time? See, but we have a Papa who's committed to us. He says, I'm so committed to you. I've loved you all the time. I'm giving you my love. But he's also given us tools. He's given us, and and he's given us relationships where we can choose, I'm not going to run. Here's here's the deal. Here's the thing that gets in our heart. This is the reason why relationships, why we keep having problems in relationships. There's this little fear element it can happen in marriages. It can happen just in friends. But there, there can come arise this little fear element. I'm not sure how I'm doing with you. I'm not sure if I've just done something to offend you, or if our, you know, if our relationship is on the rocks. Uh, something feels scary to me. But we haven't learned because we didn't. Most of us didn't grow up with these skills. We didn't learn how to actually find out if the relationship is okay. And if it's not, how can we how can we listen to each other and make it okay? And one of the things that we realized over the years as an elder team is that a lot of people who were here for a while and then suddenly disappeared, we found out that often, not always, but often, they just encountered a really difficult situation with someone else who worshipped here. You know, just one of these things like, wow, that person really hurt me or really offended me. And And what we're saying is, God, this is God's heart. This is not us as leaders making this up. God is saying, I want you to love each other as I love you. That's John 13, the new commandment. And Jesus said, Father, may they be one just as you and I are one. So this is God's dream. But how do we do this? Well, part of it is we have to commit ahead of time before the issues arise to say, I'm in. My heart is in here. I want, I want to learn how to love well. So that if issues arise, now you have a, a different kind of courage. Remember that word courage to stay in there and to come get help if you need to from leaders saying, Hey, could you help us work this out? We'll do that. Cause, cause here's the thing. Healthy relationships doesn't mean we don't ever have problems. Actually, if you have no problems in relationships, that's probably unhealthy. It's probably because one or both of you are just avoiding any kind of, you know, tough things, uh, any, I don't want any waves, just never mind. But we're saying, no, let's go deeper than that. And uh, Danny Silk with his loving, loving, uh, keeping your love on materials, and he's been helping us a lot. But we're learning it. We're doing it. We're going for it. And God is happy. He really is. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy that we're going there. And as you saw earlier, we're, we're always a church that wants God's presence. That's always, if I would say, what's the one thing you'd describe about your church more than anything else? That's what I would say is we're a, we're a family that so 
hungry and desirous and enjoys his presence. But I want to say this, is that we're learning more and more that that enjoying his presence is not just a, a vertical exercise, meaning it's not just me and God. And a lot of times when we're worshiping, um, it becomes the me and God time, and that's good. But there's also, we're learning more and more and more that God's always going to have it this way. He's going to say to us, you can't experience the fullness of my presence unless you're experiencing it this way with each other too. You're never going to get it all this way. I won't let you. I don't want it to be a one-on-one because I want my whole family to learn to love together. He's a papa. He's a great, big, awesome, beautiful, wonderful papa. And he wants his kids to all get along and love each other. So we sent out, I sent out a, an email this week. So if you were on our email list, you got that encouraging email. And I shared a story or two about how I was rejected in junior high. And then the next year, how I turned around and was part of a group that rejected somebody else. And we all have some of those, you know, moments in life like we really wish we could have a redo and wish that hadn't happened. And, and it does impact our relationships as we get older. Sometimes that's why we put the walls up and we have those no-go zones because we don't want to get hurt again. But I'm telling you, God is changing all that. He's given us the courage to say, there's a way to do this, kids. And we've been watching it happen. I'm, I'm, I'm just thrilled. So remember earlier we sang this, we sang, I'm a lover of your presence, right? Okay, so we were, I'm going to lower it down because these guys have higher voices than I do, but I'm a lover of your presence. I'm a lover of your presence. I'm a lover of your presence. It's all I want to be. Sing it one time with me. I'm a lover of your presence. I'm a lover of your presence. I'm a lover of your presence. It's <laughs> all I want to be. Whoo, it's so good. Now, that was, that was for the most part vertical. There was some horizontal because we're actually hearing each other's voices and aware of it. And so there's that dynamic as well. Do me a favor though. We're going to sing this again because if you remember in that song, there was another verse that said, we are lovers of your presence. It's all we want to do. We. And so grab someone's hand. Make sure you're holding at least one hand and we're going to sing this together. Please, just just humor me. Grab at least one person's hand. Even if they're sitting in front of you. Yeah, like that. Perfect. Just make sure you're grabbing at least one hand. See see how the energy in the room already changed? But here we go. We're going to sing this together. We're, we are lovers of your presence. Here we go. We are lovers of your presence. We are lovers of your presence. We are lovers of your presence. It's all we want to be. One more time. We are lovers of your presence. We are lovers of your presence. We are lovers of your presence. It's all we want to be. Awesome. (laughs) So, now, doing life together... And enjoying God together is more than holding hands while we sing songs to Him. It's about relating to each other. It's about, it's about doing fun things with each other. And, um, and we want, if this is 
if this is a family, especially if you've been here for a while and you're like, I like this family, I like you guys, we're saying, would you let us know that? Because we are going to go deeper and deeper. And there's some certain things actually we'll be, be, be communicating in a family kind of way with those who say this is what we want. Next week, um, about 25 people or so are going to, who've already contacted us, we're just going to, we're going to bring them up front. They're just going to, um, so that you know who they are and partly why we do that. Like we could, we could not do that. You could all just guess and wonder, gee, I wonder if they're part of the family or not. But we thought we are actually saying that there's something happens in our hearts when we do that little, you know, stepping over the line thing, like, I actually want to belong to you. There's something that happens. We want you. So let me just tell you, this is not going to be a rejection thing. If you're writing and saying, I'd like to be a part of this family, you will not be rejected. But on the other hand, there's something about you stepping out and saying, this is what I want. Um, so I'm going to uh, pass this out, and then I'm going to read. Actually, no, I'm not going to, because in... I know you. You'll all read it. Never mind. We're going to do this in just a minute. (laughs) In Hebrews 10, this is in the mirror translation. Love the mirror. Love them all, but love the mirror. Hebrews 10, verse 17. First, First, I'm going to read a verse or two that's about the vertical... You ready? About our vertical relationship with God. This is final. God says, I have deleted the record of your sins and misdeeds. I no longer recall them. Woo! That's amazing news. We are, verse 21, we have a high priest in the house. Verse 22, we are free to approach him with absolute confidence, fully persuaded in our hearts that nothing can any longer separate us from him. We are invited to draw near now. We are thoroughly cleansed inside and out with no trace of sin stains on our conscience or conduct. The sprinkled blood purges our inner thought patterns. Our bodies are bathed in clean water. That's, oh, that's just yummy. And that's all about our relationship, what Jesus has done for us. Now, what's interesting is right after that, the writer of the Hebrews, he goes this way and then he takes it this way. He takes it horizontally with us. He says, let us also think of creative ways. This is verse 24. By which, creative ways by which we can influence one another to find inspired expression in doing things that benefit others. Let's do stuff together to help people is what he's saying. Good actions give voice and volume to the love of God. In light of our free access to the Father, let us extend that embrace to one another. Our gatherings are no longer a reputation, I'm sorry, a repetition of, of tradition, but an essential fellowship where we remind one another of our true identity. Every time we're together, those prophetic words you heard earlier, that was encouragement. You'll get lots of encouragement here to remember who you are, who God created. And let us do this with greater urgency now that the day has dawned in our understanding. And um, f- finally, I, I'm just going um, to end with this. That Later in, he, in uh, Hebrews, I'm going to read it in two different translations. 
Because again, I really felt like tonight um, the Lord wanted to encourage those of you who might have walked in here just feeling, even some of you, like you want to give up. Um, for some of you, that might be wanting to give up on life, you know, which would be the ultimate wanting to give up. But even just giving up on your dreams, giving up on, on um, you know, maybe job search isn't going well, or I don't know what, what might be happening. And um, so listen to this. This is one of my favorite verses. Um, there's a lot that precedes it, but since I'm not going to keep preaching, I'm just going to give you the short version. <laughs> Hebrews 10.39, but we are not of the quitting kind. We possess a persuasion of soul that believes against all the odds. Let me read that in another translation so you can just drink it one more time. This is again, if you want to look at this later, like some of you ought to put this on your mirror, okay? To be reading every morning. So again, this is, this is uh, Hebrews 10.39. But we, this is in the Message Bible that says, but we're not quitters who lose out. Oh no, we'll stay with it and we'll survive trusting all the way. So I just want to speak that into your life um, right now. So just whatever it is that you're that you might be feeling discouragement in any places where you might want to be giving up i am agreeing right now and i am i am releasing and agreeing over you that you have the spirit of christ in you that does not and will not give up so father thank you and i speak i speak that um the hope back into hearts again where um the lies have come to try to get us discouraged to try to get us to give up Lord, we are alive for your purposes. We are alive for such a good reason. And it's, and it's to release the love and release the light and to make a difference. And so, Father, thank you that we're alive. Can you just thank him that you're alive? That's a big deal right there. Thank you that I'm alive. And thank you that I'm alive right now in this time in history. And I speak into you courage and I speak into you hope. And I declare that what this author was saying is true of you, that while we sometimes are tempted to give in or to give up, that is not the spirit in you. You are not a quitter. You will not give up because Christ lives in you. He is your encourager. Holy Spirit is your brilliant counselor. The Father is cheering you on. And you are living at just the right time. So I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to, uh, I'm going to introduce first our guest speakers tonight. We're going to see a video of their ministry. And um, then we're going to take an offering for them. And then they're going to share a little bit more. And then we're still doing prophetic ministry. Okay. Do you get, do you feel like you just won the lottery? You get it all. <laughs> all right. So, um, um, so let me just introduce, um, Mark and Jessica Knights are going to come up in a moment. I think Mark first. And, um, these two have actually spoken at our church before. The last time was probably about two years ago, I think. Um, they, uh, the first time I met Mark, I don't remember when I met you, Jessica, first, but the first time I met Mark, I know was about 10 years ago, believe it or not, Mark. 
uh, when we went out to the, um, the outreach in San Francisco and uh, with Bob, uh, Bob Johnson, for those of you that way back in the day that would go out there, we would go out and feed the homeless and pray over them and watch, you know, watch amazing miracles happen. But I saw Mark out there and he was just like this ball of energy going for it. I'm like, I like this guy. I don't know him yet, but I like him. He truly had a kingdom heart. And now just to watch you to go for it. Um, they, they left the, with their children, with their two boys. Um, they left the comforts of America. They went to Cambodia, which you'll hear about, and, and spending time in Vietnam as well. And very involved in the trafficking and, and rescuing of young women. And so girls, many of them, and young women. So I'm just so proud of you two. I really am. I, when when Mark wrote a little while ago and he just opened up his heart, because it's tough out there. It's what he's doing. What they are doing is tough. And I just felt such a soft place in my heart again for you two. And I said, man, come here and share with us. And we just want to wanna take an offering to bless you. So um, let me just introduce Mark Knights right now. Are we on? Yeah, you are. You guys hear me? Okay, awesome. Very good. Hi. It's good to see all of you. It's, it's good. Uh, hmm. It's a privilege to be with you. It really is. You are a peculiar people. You know that. And, uh, and, and, and I love that about you. I love this place. Um, my sons and I, we love snuggles. We just love, like, my, my sons love to snuggle with dad. And, uh, and, and I kind of force them sometimes. We're just like, you know, no. But, um, I'm sitting here tonight and thinking, this is where I come to get snuggles. I mean, this is a place where I can come. This is, when I come here, I feel like it's just, I'm feeling like dad's just like grabbing me up and holding me close and just like, Ah, oh, this is good. And, um, and I know some people aren't touch people. All that. I'm just like, oh man, this is, that's just who I am. So this is really, this is awesome to be here with you tonight. And we're really privileged. We'll, we'll spend a few minutes, uh, uh, I'll introduce my wife in just a moment. But, uh, before that, I wanted to introduce a video to you guys. I think it was about maybe two and a half, three years ago we were with you. And at the time we had, uh, not only a dream but a vision uh, to see um, children rescued in Southeast Asia. Uh, I think I might have shared with you um, how we began our ministry called Why Not Now Ministries and, and basically um, uh, in a nutshell was, was just tired of making excuses about why tomorrow would be a better day to start going after the dream that was in our heart and always having good reasons why... Uh, t- just put it off another day and finally come into a determination through a series of events to say we're not going to do that because there's people out there that don't care about how smart we are, how much money we have or the age of our kids or yada yada yada, all those other things. They're waiting for us to answer the dream because they're involved in it. They're waiting. There's people that we're supposed to connect and reach and and love um, that are involved in our dream. And we just made that determination. And that's why we started Why Not Now Ministries. It was, we're not going to make excuses anymore. We may not be very smart. We may not have all the resources now, but we're just going to go for it and figure it out as we go. And, um, 
And so in the earlier stages when we were here last time, we were disturbed. We had gotten a prophetic word from Heidi Baker, who was with her in Pimba, uh, uh, Mozambique in uh, 2008, and uh, shared just a dream of we want to help kids and we don't really know what that means. And she said two things. She said, one, you'll know the place when you see the faces of the children. You'll just see them. You'll daydream about them. You'll see them all the time. You'll have dreams at night about them, and that's where you'll know where to go. And then a few minutes later, she said, I could see you in Southeast Asia. And I thought, I didn't say it to her, I thought, you missed it, Heidi. I said, that's so far off, I don't say that, Heidi. Got that part, just in case. Uh, uh, but um, it was two years later that I got invited to go to Vietnam and to Cambodia. And I hadn't even thought about that word. Uh, we've been all over the word, world in between then. Need a, he's going to wash it. Maybe this thing's a little rough. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's just, you want to switch it out? I can go handheld. Yeah, let's, just, let's do that. Let's do that. Rip the skin up. No, no, no. It's okay. Just leave that. Okay. Awesome. It's just too much bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You done there? Awesome. How's that? Better? Oh, better for me. I keep. We stepped foot in Vietnam first and Cambodia in 2010, and that was the moment we just knew. She was right. This is it. We saw the faces of the children, and that's when I knew this is where we belonged. And so when we were here last, we had a dream of starting this home, and our, our, the name of it was going to be Esther's House, and it was a home for girls where girls could grow up in a place to know their identities as daughters, that they would grow up in a place to, to know they had a daddy, a papa that loved them unconditionally and where they could not only be healed from the past but to be able to be restored and and given a an, an environment where they could begin to dream and have visions and go after uh their true identity and who they were called to be in their life and um that was the dream of Esther's house. And today I get the privilege of showing a video to you that in February 17th of this year, we received the first girls into Esther's house. And uh, it is up and running and going. When, uh, when we came back to America about two and a half weeks ago, we had five girls in our home. Uh, as I speak to you tonight, we have 12. So uh, the home is growing very rapidly, and I can share more later. But will you take a moment and just enjoy the video of Esther's house? Well, before I go any further, I want to introduce my beautiful bride, Jessica. Our boys are with some friends tonight, but uh, uh, otherwise they would be here running around somewhere. But uh, I'm going to let her say hello to you and greet you. Hello. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, a couple things. One, hi. It's great to be here. I love it here. I love family. you, you get over there and, and, you know, it can get lonely sometimes. So, uh, it's wonderful. Oh, sorry. It's wonderful, um, being here. We were worshiping and I just felt the need to take off my shoes. And it wasn't because I was having one of those, you know, holy ground moments, but I had recognized that, um, 
right now in Vietnam and Cambodia it's Sunday morning and they're doing church and at church there and in homes you take off your shoes it's just a normal thing and you go into service and there'll be these nice sharp dressed men in their suits barefoot (laughs) and so it's pretty awesome the pastor's out there preaching and he's saying the word and he's barefoot and um and so it got, I kind of got used to it over there and now I see people with shoes on and it's weird. So <laughs> uh, but um I had two words he doesn't know this but first one is if um you're single cover your ears real quick. Um this is for the married couple. Um how do I put this? So doing ministry together um there's nothing more sexier then your significant other ministering. Um, so if you guys, if you're in a rut and you're like, I don't know what to do, we've been trying to do this, just go out and minister together. Uh, it does something pretty significant and it's pretty amazing. And um, there's plenty, I know you know plenty of opportunities. So like if you need, you know, well, where do I go do this? We'll, we'll find something. We've got Mike Norton back there who runs San Francisco. Um, so yes, anyway, okay, you can uncover. And... <laughs> And the second one was, um, uh, I heard, I heard a lot of people, you know, Jesus, I want more, I want more, give me something new, I need something new, and feeling like you're, you know, you're not receiving that. And I heard Father saying that, I've already given it to you, but you're not doing anything new. So because you're not doing anything new, you couldn't experience the new things that I gave you. And so stepping out in that boldness and doing something new, um, uh, you know, for instance, in my life, um, you know, you experience father's love, but one of the, um, the, the first car ride we had going over to Esther's house where we were going to meet the first three girls uh, that came into our home. I was so nervous. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how I was going to react. I didn't know if I was going to cry. You just didn't know. And I got into that home and I experienced the taste of the father that I had never tasted before. And it was, it was, it was sweet. It was peaceful. I, I don't, there's not even words that describe that moment. And, you know, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And he said, yeah, but if you would have ever done this, you wouldn't have ever experienced this. And so every moment has an experience with him. And so I encourage you to step out in something new. I think there's people in here that have kind of been holding back. Just go. Do it. That's great. That's great. Good, good, good. You are. Yeah. I love it. You do. You take risks here and um, you're risk takers. So that is, that's where the treasure is. I remember my son, in fact, I just reminded me of my son, we were in Vietnam and um, um, my sons were playing pirates or something. And my son got up and he says, he who takes risks finds the treasure. And Gotta preach, son. That's good. <laughs> uh, I do have, I wanted to share a quick word with you tonight. Uh, just, uh, uh, and I know I gotta go really quick with you guys, but, um, uh, just to, to tie in with, with Esther's house right now, and currently in our home, uh, we have, um, any, the kids are anywhere from three years old to, uh, 18, uh, in the house. Um, we have girls that come in from, um, situations of abuse and, and, and violence and things like that and trafficking, all kinds of different situations that are, are tragic situations where they come in. Uh, our home is designed to, um, do long-term care. Uh, there's a lot of organizations over there that you would be, be familiar with that do a lot of rescue. Um, but there's not a lot of organizations that take care of the girls 
girls long term after there's just not enough spaces so we felt like that was the most important thing for us to begin our home was to be a place where uh it could have the long-term care when we started they said you know, people would tell us the hardest thing for you is going to be to say no and um, I can't confirm that that's the case yet because I've yet to say no. And um, uh, I don't know how to. I don't know, you know, when they say, hey, we have some girls that they need a place. What do you say? Yes. <laughs> you know, so um, so that's where we're at right now in the in the house. And I don't. I don't know. I, I can't even imagine a scenario where no would be the answer. I, I was talking with a, uh, one of the ministry directors at Bethel uh, last week, and he was talking about Tracy Evans and, and um, said that they had their number at 100 uh, was the, how many kids they would take in would be 100. And so uh, they, they all got together, all the leaders got together, said we have to keep it there. That's it. We can't afford to go any more than this. This is the max we can, our budget, everything. This is as far as we can go. It's a hundred kids. And the very next day, they, somebody showed up the doorstep with a baby and they said no. And they couldn't sleep all night. Next day, they got that baby in the house and now they have over 900 kids there. So <laughs> I said, well, I'm going to learn from that. I'm not, it just, I'm going to learn. Thank you for going through that for me. And we're just going to say yes every time. So, uh, that's where we're at with the, uh, with the house. Uh, I, I really love tonight the word in the song so much, but, um, you know, daddy's good. And he loves me. Pretty much it. <laughs> really, right? Is There's not a lot more we need to know than that. He's good and he loves me. Okay, what are we going to do? You know, let's go. Who's going to stop me now? And, uh, that, that, you know, really, you know, that's a great revelation right there. He's good and he loves me. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> right? I, I think that would just preach it itself. Um but tonight, I just want to talk a little bit about your heart, just for a minute. I just felt like I was supposed to share, talk with you about your heart. Um, our heart is amazing. Do you know that our heart, it's really simple. Life is not really not that complicated. Um, it's really, life is, is, happens in our heart. Our heart is very, very important in our life. It's important about who we are and where we're going. And uh, there's some verses that jumped out to me that I just wanted to share briefly. And it's out of Proverbs 4. Uh, and I'm just going to fly through it. But so just kind of just bear with me for I'm going to try and just do five minutes of of something. I love verse 20. It says this. It starts out my son. That's really important. He dresses us as kids, right? As his kids. Give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from my eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. It's really important that we, um, that what comes in, right? Our eyes, our ears, uh, that it's the right things coming in. Is that right? And it, it talks about being in the midst of the heart. The actual, the word midst, uh, actually means heart as well. In the, when, he, when, when Jesus is in the midst, it doesn't just mean he's like around the area. It actually means He's in the heart. That actually, the, the, that word means in the heart. And I was thinking about the importance of knowing and understanding. Um, it's really good that we know things. 
It's really important that we know things, but it's really, really important that we understand. He said, I, what do I need to understand? Follow me for a second. In, in Vietnam and Cambodia, uh, there's, uh, right now is mango season. It's rainy season just starting. May is rainy season and mangoes are amazing right now. They're just ripe and, um, oh, so good. We do sticky rice and mangoes and we cut them up on there and it's just a meal in itself and it's amazing. Oh, oh, so good. <laughs> it's good. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I'm back there now. Come back. Okay. But think with me, if you, if, so if you could picture with me a mango, if I had a mango in my hand, I know that's a mango. I know it's good. I know it's good for me. I know there's nutrients in it. I know it's good for my body. I know it's healthy. I, it's, it's awesome. I know it tastes great. I know all this about it. So I know about this mango. But if all I do is just know about it and talk about it, eventually, it's going to be a rotten mango. <laughs> understanding, the, the, if you look at the meaning of understanding, it actually means to digest. So it's one thing to know, it's another thing to digest. So unless we digest what we know, it's going to rot. But as we digest, as we get the what we know into our heart, then there's actually nutrients from it, which this word actually goes on to say. It talks about it being... The word is health to our flesh. It's health to our bodies. But it has to come through the, through the digesting of what, of, of the truth, getting it into who we are, and then that's when the nutrients come from it. I have to know it first. I have to, if, if it's not good for me, if it's poisonous, I need, you know, I need to know. I have to have knowledge. But for me to get the full benefits of it, I must be able to understand. I must digest. Does that make sense to you guys? So, give attention to his words. Incline your ear to the saying, to his sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to their flesh. Got it. I know it, but now I understand it. I've digested it, and I get the nutrients from it. It becomes part of who I am because now I've, I've digested whatever it is. I understand the word. Does that make sense? All right. Good. Um, verse 23. Keep your heart, and this is what I just wanted to talk about. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Watch what goes in, because what comes in is going to go in the heart. What is in the heart is going to come out. Whatever's in the heart, the mouth speaks. Isn't that right? So watch what goes into the heart, because whatever's in the heart is going to come out of the heart. Right, the word to watch over your heart, and in, in that verse to keep your heart, the word keep is is means to watch over it like a watchman would watch over a vineyard. I like that. In other words, our heart is like a vineyard. It's a garden, isn't it? Do you know that this is a heavenly place? Your heart is a heavenly place. We talk about heavenly places being seated far above. This is a heavenly place. Our heart is a garden. It's a vineyard. And to begin to treat it like a vineyard. Your heart is a vineyard. You're with me there? Okay. Where your heart is pointed is where you're going to go. 
Where your heart is pointed is where you're going to go. It's really that simple. All right. So your heart is like a garden. Remember the, the ladies at the, at the tomb when Jesus was raised up? And they didn't recognize who he was. Who did they think he was? And they were right. He is, isn't he? He's the gardener. Isn't that cool? He's the vine dresser. Our heart's the vineyard. We begin to treat our heart like a vineyard. Be treating, this is where what grows in here is going to determine where you go. What's planted in here is going to determine where you go with your life, with what you're going to do. And so many times we get distracted by outside issues, don't we? We look at all the reasons why we don't have this. And if I had what they had, or if I had this, or if I was this smart, or if I had this, all these different reasons why we're where we are. And we want to be over here. We know we're supposed to be over here. And I believe what the passage and what the point is, is it's not about all these outside things determining where you are. It's about right here. As long as this is going in the right direction, there's nothing out there that's going to stop this from getting to where it's supposed to go. Does that make makes sense? So it's really not about all these. Sometimes we look at this, say the grass is greener on the other side, right? And, and sometimes we look at that as an invitation to go to the where the grass is green. But I'm saying that it maybe it's just a revelation that we need to get some more water in our own garden. Right? If there's dry areas, what, the word tonight about the waterfall. Amazing. Right? It's just about, hey, if we got some areas in our life that are, are dry, if there's areas in that garden that aren't producing, that we just get, get, got to get in that waterfall. We get into that water, begin to get that water in our garden, start getting our garden green. It's not about jumping into somebody other's, somebody else's garden or, oh, I want what they've got or this or that. It's just about getting this thing growing here. Does that make sense to you? So that was my just a word for tonight. I, I had more, but I, I'll just leave it at that. Is that your future, your your destiny, all that. Your heart is going to take you where, where you're supposed to go. You don't have to worry about all these outside things coming together. Just make sure this is pointed in the right direction. Just make sure this thing is pointed in the direction you know you're supposed to go. If it is, and, and, and you have, uh, uh, the gardener in there pruning it, taking care of business, you're watering, it's going to get you where you need to go. And I felt like tonight, there's some of you, maybe you have vision for your life. Maybe you had um, direction that you feel like you're supposed to go and you're wondering why you haven't got there yet. And, and uh, you know, you, you, again, you're, maybe we get distracted thinking all these outside reasons or this or that or the other. It's really just simplify it. Just take care of this thing. Get this thing going in the right direction. Because all of our successes, our failures, our, our triumphs, our, all those things are completely related to where this thing is pointed. The last thing on that verse was when it talks about it being the forces of life come from it. The same word for life there is the same word for the tree of life in the garden. Same word. Same word. This is a heavenly place. This is a vineyard. We have the gardener. We have the vine dresser. He's there. It's where the tree of life. It's the garden, right? And where it's pointed is where we're going to go. It's really that simple. Nothing 
that tries to come and stop it is going to be able to succeed because once it's set on its mission from heaven, nothing in this world will keep it from achieving what it was sent to accomplish. Amen? That's my word for you tonight. I hope it encourages you. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you for your prayers. We love you so much.